That's awful, and we apologize. Montreal Sauce apologizes for the error. Time for, uh, yes, the radio voice. Welcome to Montreal Sauce! Uh, (laughs) I brought my shoes! Um, (laughs) It's been a long time. On this uh, show, on the Montreal Sauce podcast, we talk like tech, entertainment, Razorback Turtles, falafel, whatever we want. It's our show. That's right. Um, And I said our because, as you just heard, I'm always joined by my homie, Paul. Yo, yo, yo. What up? <laughs> uh, that's, often that's awful, and we apologize. Montreal Sauce <laughs> apologizes for the air. <laughs> you need to. We need to get a recording of that, and then we can just play that. <laughs> yeah. Every time we screw up. Yeah. I need to do like a disclaimer of some kind at some point, and I need to make it exaggeratedly long so that I can then speed it up and post. We'll have it play back that way. Oh, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Listening to Montreal sauce does not... <laughs> Whatever. Yes. <laughs> this has been paid for by the Trump for President Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was going to say with one of my uh, very... If you're uh, not a new listener, then you know I have often have very long intros uh and we just jump past that which is very good yeah <laughs> it's a it's a new world yeah ordinarily just... uh, you were probably going to go into the part where you say that uh typically we talk to uh you know makers people who make things for the the internet as well as uh, make things in real life like our friend sally um you know who makes like real life goods things that you can wear and or flaunt um but tonight it is going to be just the two of us, you and I. Uh, <laughs> uh, mostly because we just kind of wanted to get the season kicked off. Uh, we were both back from our vacations. Uh, we wanted to kind of catch up with each other a little bit. And then I'm sure uh, in a couple weeks, well, next week, I think we're going to get started with the next round of Film Frown. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about that as I was trying to get this show going i was like oh if we're doing a film from next week i should probably have a movie and have it available for people yeah and have people uh quick everybody uh star wars you don't have to watch it we'll just do it i like it oh my favorite part is when james t kirk uh (laughs) uh yes the troll that will never die yeah, it's funny. I was thinking today, uh, one of the things that I often talk about is uh, Paul does all of the editing <laughs> and all of the uh, live streaming and the recording, and he, he does all this stuff, and I do like the show notes, and then I will often put together the shows and guests, and um, and I was just thinking today as I was like putting together the show <laughs> i was like writing stuff out i was like man i bet it would be like really helpful if i sent these notes to paul before the show <laughs> <laughs> and then it only takes four seasons to figure that that one out <laughs> yeah and then as soon as uh, i got off track you jumped into the exact paragraph that I have that we often talk to makers. <laughs> so I don't need to send him the notes. He knows. Yeah. 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 So well, uh, I, I know f- the I know the, you know, the standard part at the beginning and the end, at least. 
if we remember to do the end. Right. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you're listening live and you want to join us, uh, most likely if you're listening live, you're already on MontrealSauce.com slash live. So there's a little box down there and you can join the chat room or... If you have another magical way to listen to us live, you can jump on the free node IRC, but you don't have to know what that is if you just go to the live <laughs> page. Um, so just come on in and uh, we'll read your angry words over the air. It's that simple. Um, yeah. So that's all I had left in my note. Oh, if you're not listening live, um, I just wanted to say I thought it might be useful for future shows to tell you like what the day it is. So uh, maybe your app tells you a fancy thing about our download, but I just wanted people listening. If you're not listening live, this is August 27th, uh, 1958. I can't believe Elvis <laughs> joined the army. Um, <laughs> Bobby Fischer is only 14 year old and he wins the chess championship. My goodness. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've got this just in. Live bulletin. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Blamo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only podcast you can listen to from your Frisbee. <laughs> and Chesterfield cigarettes. <laughs> They're smooth and good for the pregos. <sighs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. It's yeah. 1958. I love it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll put that in the tweet. Is that Brendan yeah. Fraser behind you? <laughs> a terrible movie reference. That's probably a movie that we could do on Film Frown sometime. Yeah, I barely remember that. Oh, Secrets has joined us. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a new person in the chat room. Yeah. I like I like yeah. the name. See, more successful podcasts have so many people in the chat room that they don't individually call out and make fun of the usernames as they join. I wasn't making fun of them. I just like saying secrets. Secrets. <laughs> uh, and and I'm, trying to, I'm trying to morph it into either Seacrest or Sucrest. <laughs> what were those? What are those? Yeah, the throat lozenges are Sucrest. Yeah, Sucrest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Metal tin. That never has housed anything but secrets. Oh, that person's heading to bed, but they were told uh, through Facebook to stop in and say yo. Well, thank you. We appreciate your following instructions so precisely. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I, uh, I hope your bed is warm and cozy, unless it's really warm and cozy where you are. Then I hope it's nice and cool. Indeed. At some right. point in the next three months, you can listen to the rest of the show. <laughs> when we post it <laughs> yeah when we get it posted right we've still got to get that one posted uh with uh marty yeah i that's believe. The, that's the next one i have up that's the last episode of the last episode pair of season three and those should be going up hopefully this weekend i think yeah one, was, one of them will the first one will be i was gonna say i think i'm completely done with the show notes unless i forgot to move them from working to <laughs> Yes, and I have the one of the bonus episodes of Film Frown done and edited, but I have the piece of paper, <laughs> old technology, of my show <laughs> notes to actually like write out because I was kind of like writing them down as I edited audio. So yeah, 
Um, so I still have to do the show notes, and then that bonus episode for Film Crown can go up. And that has, uh, yeah, that'll go up. And also, I don't know if it will gel well with the filmfrown.com site, but uh, I think I threw the code for the poll at you. Ah, uh, yes, you did. So I I don't even know if I've been there on the new browser after a complete install. Oh, yes, I have. Hey, look at that. If you're listening and you're completely bored with what we're talking about, <laughs> you can go, oh, look at that. I typed it in and it was a short link, so now it's gone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you go to poll.fm forward slash 5C4AL, that's it. Then you can go to a poll on Poll Daddy and vote on which movies we will watch next on Film Frown. Nice. You should toss that into the uh, IRC as well so that Cool Beans and Secrets can go vote. <laughs> like it. <laughs> ah, what just happened? Naughty browser. Grr. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, what browser okay. are you using these days? Um, I have completely moved to Firefox. I installed Chrome. Okay, here's a good story. Not really. Um, (laughs) I I installed, like, I've been using Firefox ever since I wrote a post on sickdays.com about moving away from Google search and Mm -hmm. Chrome. Mm -hmm. And like I know you, I I can speak for Paul because he's a fellow (laughs) podcaster with a microphone, so he doesn't need to talk. Sure. Uh, I know Paul, (laughs) Paul uses chrome just in case because uh, he doesn't have as far as i know still flash installed on his browser so he uses chrome because it's built in yeah or he uses chrome for google products like gmail right yep so Bingo. i i was using g or chrome just for my gmail but um that was the next stage of my see you later google was to get rid of gmail so i have since not been using Chrome. I've just been sticking to Firefox. Um, I actually moved with some suggestions from folks on cupcake.io to the beta version. There's a developer version and a beta version. And Hmm. I do have to say that I'm happier on the beta version. The, The actual like release candidate that they give out, um, you know, they're always testing things with beta which totally makes sense why it's beta, but I, I don't know. Like, I just think that the beta one is just a better fit for me. I don't know why. Um, Hmm. I was having, I can't remember the issue I was having with the other Firefox. Like it was doing some really weird stuff and someone else said that happened to me, moved to beta and I did and the stuff stopped. So, so it's been such a happy time that I've forgotten. It's a bad memory. So I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But um, so my funny story is, is I uh, I used, oh, we're, we're jumping ahead. Hey, everyone, it's tech time. Do, do, do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I'm on OS X. You've probably learned that I'm on a Mac because you listen to the show and we love you for it. Um, Here's our tech time sound effect. There you go. That's it. Uh, I like it. Yes. <laughs> Tech time. Tech time. Uh, so I uh, decided, well, I feel like I was forced. Secrets has left. 
<laughs> I don't think you are supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, right. Cool podcast. Don't do that. Uh, oh, it's a secret. Uh, so I decided I better get my bum into the latest version of OS X because I was at 10.8 and then at 10.10. Yep. And yep. I was getting like, you know, oh, I need to like I love um, one password and I've mm. been using it for years. So yep. now all my passwords are in there. And then all of a sudden the Firefox browser extension disappeared and it sort of makes one password hard to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was because like they had upgraded and like, so then I was like, Oh, I need to upgrade. And I couldn't because they're not backward compatible with 10, all the way to 10, eight. So, yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right, I know I've been needing to do that. That was sort of a plan to do this summer anyway. So I spent unfortunately way too much time changing over. Mm. I, I thought I would speed things up using homebrew and there was a little bit of a learning curve for me. Okay. Um, and if those of you who are like, okay, Mac, blah, 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 um, there's a great homebrew is similar to a, um, a site or an application that you can work with for Windows called Night Night. Mm. Um, and with Night Night or homebrew, you choose the applications that you want to install and it installs them all at once. You don't have to click the boxes that say yes and agree and all that junk. So... It's basically, if you're familiar, which you probably are because you're listening to our show, Linux, <laughs> like it uses like a package repository and it just yes. grabs and basically uses GitHub and it just grabs all the applications from GitHub. Yeah, it's 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 essentially a package manager yes. for complete applications. Yeah. So what I did is I think I put Chrome in there, but I couldn't find the Firefox beta, which I later found eventually, but... Um, so I knew Chrome was on the computer when Yosemite first started up and I needed to probably grab one password now that I qualified. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I ran to get it, um, installed it, and then got Firefox beta running and I was all good. I think maybe I just didn't want to start Firefox because I wanted to make sure I knew where I had like where my backup was to get my bookmarks and all those kind of things back before I even opened it and tainted it, you know? Yeah, um, right. So I opened Chrome. So anyway, install some stuff like Adobe CS6 so that we can record this podcast and things like that and I can get back to work. <laughs> throughout some point, I had to do a restart, which most applications don't need you to do that anymore. But uh, something was up and I just thought, oh, I'm going to do a restart. This doesn't seem right. Uh, open my computer back up and uh, in Launchpad... I now have Google Search, Google Chrome, Google Drive, um, all these new icons. Mm. Um, and I was really frustrated. So I got on uh, the uh, DuckDuckGo search mm -hmm. and uh, found out that, yeah, um, I think it comes with Chrome. It's called like Chrome Apps or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's like an application folder. And I was like... Uh, how about no? So I deleted those. <laughs> it was frustrating too is uh, one of the things that I learned. Um, I I love uh, Little Snitch, the firewall. Um, it's certainly from my uh, ARG pirate days. Yep. 
but uh, it's just a great app to find out what the heck is calling home. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of my friends in the past said, you know, like, uh, you know, we're adults now and we buy stuff and we're responsible. So I'm not going to use that application anymore because it drives me crazy. <laughs> And um, I'm like, no, you can, like, save your, like, rules and bring them over to new installs and new computers right, so you don't right. have to. Yeah. So I did that, and it was driving me crazy because I used Homebrew, and Homebrew installs all the applications into the uh, hidden opt folder uh-huh yep instead of applications yeah. so little snitch had all the rules, like, oh, this application's in this folder called applications, and so... Um, I figured out how to fix that in Little Snitch, and it it was a timely process, but <laughs> but yeah, that finally worked out. But yeah, that was so annoying. Like I was just like Google. That's at the level of like, okay, I'm gonna install this app, and then like five minutes later, your browser has 18 new toolbars. Right. Yes. That you had no idea about, and like so, just installing like Google applications, like without telling me that was like dirty pool i did not like that at all yeah yeah i'm with you on that i found that really frustrating i was like wow it's so funny that like i'm kind of like committed down this path to leave you and you're like no how about we just stick it in your face right (laughs) right (laughs) but we're so convenient we've already installed ourselves on your computer (laughs) yes hmm yeah, and uh, and since I used Homebrew, um, because my work uses Google Drive, which is another debacle uh, altogether, <laughs> um, I had put Google Drive in Homebrew. And so then when I uh, restarted my computer and found all these extra icons, I had two Google Drive icons. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the what? But I'm assuming that's probably because those quote-unquote Chrome apps or whatever they're called, um, installed themselves into applications. So it did not see the one hidden in the opt folder. Interesting. So you're using, you're actually using Homebrew not just to install like command line utility type of applications, but actually the proper applications themselves. Yeah. In some cases. Yeah, I found it kind of interesting. Like you can, if you use Homebrew Cask, Okay. If, you use, if you use the cask in the tap room, you can search for applications. And I didn't find everything that I own, which is quite obvious. But mm-hmm. I do think, you know, there are so many, like, awesome companies out there that, like, you know, they're using Git. So their, like, betas and their stuff is available in yeah. a package. Yep. So, so yeah, I... I don't know where my, I think actually that might be in my clean install list, which is another uh, note that I have here in my silly Evernote. But uh, yeah, it was, there we go. Um, I might have a list of what I installed, but it was quite a few applications and I was like, this is really rad. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't want to take the time to like uh, copy or search for applications. So I just sort of like told it to list all and then copied it into my Evernote. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of a mess. Like, it, but I, <laughs> if you named an application, I could probably tell you that it was, uh, whether or not it was in there, it's pretty crazy. Huh. Um, but yeah, like there is like all kinds of like, uh, one of the, the audio thing that I used, um, 
to uh, make the film frown theme, which I want to do a remix of and maybe use clips from the movies we actually watched. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's in there. Ableton Live. Um, Amazon Music, Amazon Cloud. Like I'm in the A's. One password you can install that way. So Wow. Yeah, there is just a ridiculous amount of... Uh, crazy stuff that you can install Geekbench Geek Tool. Yep. So I have yeah. never tried that. I've been using Homebrew for quite a while, but I didn't even realize really that you could install anything that was. Um, I mean, I guess I realized that you could install it. I just didn't realize that people were making their uh, their stuff available that way. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Like. Uh, Always using uh, MacPar for the uh, rare files, if you ever find some of those. <laughs> so that's in there. Lime Chat, which I'm using for IRCs in there. So Nice. MacDown, which I've started using for Markdown. Okay. Um, I think the other one is in here that I was using before. But, yeah, there's just so much software in here. Like, it's crazy. I was a little bit leery, too. Like, I was like, well, who's going to have, you know? Google Chrome, Google Drive, I found. But then Firefox, like when I searched, then I finally figured out like what I had to type. Like then I found Firefox beta. You could get the developer one too. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves uh, Transmit for uh, FTP. That's in there. So there is all kinds of stuff in there. Sweet. I My problem was, is uh, as you were helping me on Twitter, was um, on my... I kind of followed like a suggestion to uh, write my little bash script to install everything <laughs> um, on the old computer, which made sense, or the old install to find what apps that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then um, just throw that in Dropbox and then copy it over once I had Dropbox going um, <laughs> and then run it. And uh, I followed some instructions on Lifehacker, and my script wouldn't run, and my script wouldn't run. And I was like, what's happening? I spent all this time, and then I finally figured out, like, I had some syntax wrong, I think. so. Ah, uh, yes. So, yeah. It, it When it worked, it was like, boom, there we go. Nice. But, uh, yeah, that was... And then, yeah, that's what I was saying. We, you were tweeting at me trying to help me, but on my old install, 10.8, I had to install, um, and I don't know if I had to. You probably were right, but I had already installed Xcode, Xcode. at that point. Yep. And then you have um, to, like, dig into Xcode to install the command line tools, don't you? Like, there's a yeah. separate screen where it's like, do you want to install the extra? Yes. Yeah. So when I um, when I got to Yosemite... Uh, I had found, cause I was having trouble, maybe not, I don't know. I was, I went back to that uh, page or I found a source that was like, you know, your command line utilities. Mm -hmm. And so there was like a little bit of code that you could type into terminal to find out if you have command line utilities installed and what version. Yep. And so I dropped that into terminal and it was like, oh no, you don't have them, but do you want to install them? Click here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Sweet. And I clicked that, it installed, and I was up and going. Like, I didn't have to spend, you yeah. know, like 45 minutes with Xcode, like yeah. downloading, installing. And yep. so I was super happy. I was like, okay, Yosemite's winning me over right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh yeah that that was my fun adventure of like like i said everything installed pretty pretty well but then i you know you start getting like um anal about things like oh i like it when this is here and that's there sure yeah like i'm not since i'm new to yosemite like i'm kind of a little bit freaking out about the like i have a menu bar on both screens oh yeah yeah and that's fine but it's kind of weird because sometimes like i'm on the screen in front of my face but like like I might have threw my Firefox browser over into the other window, but I want to open a new window, and I'm like, "Oh, that's not like what's at the top of the menu bar yeah. in front of me." Yep. So that's I kind know of what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's kind of getting to me. And then last night uh, we were watching a show, and I just brought the laptop out there and plugged it into the TV and just did full screen, and um, that menu bar stayed at the top the whole time. And I'm like, "That's kind of annoying." Like even when I clicked full screen, right? So, hmm. but it might, I wonder, I was wondering today, like, I wonder if it would have done that if I was mirroring instead of like saying, oh, the TV is just a second screen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's all my uh, install stuff. The only other thing I was going to say about that is, um, I decided to take the leap and, um, because I am switching up my email stuff. Um, I was like, what am I going to use for email? So I decided to start playing with MailPile again. Um, and that lasted a week or less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, MailPile is going to be awesome someday. I've got my fingers crossed and I would definitely donate money to them. I like the way it works. Uh, but... At the moment, because it's beta, I am sort of puzzled why it's missing some real basic things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was having trouble because I installed a new mail client on my phone. Um, and, it, you know, like my phone would get an email and then my computer would, like there wasn't any kind of syncing going on between oh, my map. okay. And so I thought something was wrong with my phone. I was playing with that for a while. And um, then I started playing with MailPile. And MailPile has come really far from the version that I first played with on ArcOS. But uh, they don't have, like, any of that. They don't have any sort of syncing with your mail server set up aside from just, like, pulling the mail down. Like, you, if you delete something in MailPile, nothing happens on your server. Huh. And I'm like... That's kind of a big thing, especially yeah. in today's age, like right. where we have like nine devices. Like, right. I feel like I would have nailed that one first, but <laughs> right. But it could, you know, I mean, their big thing is building in like encryption that just works effortlessly too. So that might have something to do. That probably has a lot to do with trying to delete things. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I decided to step away from that, and I'm trying airmail right now. So okay, yeah, I've actually never used the mail app in OSX, and I know a lot of people just like it. But I was like, oh, I'm trying stuff, new stuff, and like I think Airmail is like two ninety nine or something. Sure, so. yeah, but you're just using that in conjunction with your own mail server. Like, what are you using for that? Yeah, yep, I'm just using my own mail server, and then 
Um, yeah, my own my website, uh, sickdays.me and sickdays.com, they're both on DreamHost, and so I have an email account there. Through there, yeah. And they have sense. they have like um, I've been tempted to play around. Like I think I can install some stuff and play, but um, they do have like their own sort of uh, kind of similar, probably to what uh, I had when I worked with the same company with you. But mm-hmm. they have yep. like some sort of spam thing that will like email me like every other week or something and say these sure. things we thought were spam. Yeah. So to me, that's good enough. Like I had trouble with it before, which is why I switched to Gmail. Um, just getting so much spam because I had a forum on that site for a while and you yep. just get so much junk mail. Yep. But, uh, and I had a catch all kind of account set up so that you could send something to Paul DeLue at sickdays.com and it would come to me, <laughs> you know, Damn you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, those kind of accounts are just, those, those are just asking for trouble because then yes. people can just like, just sit there. They can hit any, any yeah. email address. Yeah. So, and I realized that those are pretty handy to have, but I got rid of that. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. so, yeah, that was my my OS uh, upgrade kind of issues that I was kind of dealing with. And, and I was a big user of iStat. Like, I loved it, especially with this old machine. And, sure. Um, and... It seems like a like last time is it Bajango is the name of the company or something they uh, when they upgraded I was like I was at the point where it wasn't free for me anymore like they did a new version so now you got to pay again mm-hmm. and I was like okay cool and I went to pay and there was like a problem with the payment system and I think that was right like three years ago when I moved here and so. There was all kinds of issues with my American visa buying things in Canada. <laughs> okay, yeah. So no matter how many times I tell, like, the bank that I was here, like, they were like, yeah, Canada is, like, a big scam place. <laughs> if you're going to make a purchase online, you should probably call us first. And I was like, really? Like, I feel like I now I have to call my mom every time I want to spend money. Right. Like, <laughs> so I so I had some issues, so it could have been my end or their end, but they they were they were trying to be helpful on social media, but not and I don't know. I thought it could have been handled better, but so then when I upgraded to uh Yosemite, I was like, This is gonna really push my computer more than I probably want it to <laughs> <laughs> already as an OSX. Or as an OS, um, it's probably more than my five-year-old machine really wants to do. So I feel like just adding that little bit to it is going to be kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking up more memory and more CPU time. Uh, so right now I'm playing, um, I was checking out Monity. Okay. Which... It's okay. It just does like your network and your like system uptime and like your memory and your battery, which is really kind of cool. Because however they've done the battery stuff, my uh, <laughs> my my aged MacBook Pro, um, probably six to eight months ago, gave me the like, okay, it's time to service your battery thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. And uh, I talked to someone on Supercharge. I actually uh, sent a question in to Adam on Supercharge, and I was like, thoughts on this? Because uh, I was like, I don't know that I really want to take it in and replace it if I just have it plugged in at a desk here. And he's like, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. But Monity tells me, like, right now that the battery's at 100% because it's plugged in, but the capacity is only 41%. Ah, okay. So that's kind of interesting to know that little statistic. And then I was kind of bummed because Monody doesn't do temperature, which is probably what I should be more worried about. (laughs) Especially when I was doing renders and stuff. Like, so I'm 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 looking for uh, ideas for that. I think I found something that I kind of like. I just it's all these apps, man. They add up. Yeah, it's true. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. So. Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking at uh, Temperature Gauge Pro. I think that might be kind of a good one because uh, it it says that I can uh, control like the fans. Not that I ever want to really do that, but <laughs> I had to do that <laughs> in the iMac, so it could happen here. Right. Yeah i uh, I have to say i don't I don't generally run any of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't run the stat type. Like I did probably early when I switched to using a Mac regularly from um like for a while I had for a long time I had a a dual boot uh Windows XP and Linux machine and I never at any point really moved on from windows xp like into any of the newer like i've i never owned a vista machine i never owned a windows 7 machine i just ended up going to um yeah i ended up going to (laughs) os 10 at some point uh even though the the os 10 machine that i bought had probably significantly less power than my pc i knew that that was like the platform i was going to be on for all the creative software anyway so um I think I put I think I did have a couple things like geek tool where you can like add widgets and stuff to your um desktop um that have like the output of top and things like that in the background so that I could keep an eye on things and it was more important to me when the computer was more resource constrained in general which is kind of ironic because it doesn't have the extra resources to be monitoring itself all the time <laughs> yes um, <laughs> but that was like when I wanted to know that kind of stuff more because I'm like, okay, if I'm creeping up or if I see swap going crazy or something like that, I'll I'll figure out what I can quit so that I can free up some space or something. But now it's like I have a you know I have an iMac with a bajillion gigabytes of RAM. Uh, it if it's if it is using swap, I do want to know because good God, why does it ever need swap with this much RAM in it? But um, it it should it should almost never have any kind of a problem so i just don't monitor it unless i notice that the computer is actually actively being sluggish or if it starts like regularly crashing then i'll try to open some of that kind of thing just to see um is the temperature spiking is something you know 
is there something actually physical happening with the computer that is causing it to freak out on me? Like if it's some some kind of a crash that I can't figure anything out from the log files, I can't figure out any particular course of action that is producing that crash. Maybe it's just literally the computer's overheating and it's killing itself. Um, but that's those are really the only circumstances where I launch that kind of monitoring stuff. And other than that, I just leave it. Um, I, I, I don't think I've ever installed iStat actually so although i've heard you know it's great you've told me about it several times uh and i've seen it on your computer um but i've just never felt the need to do and to, to use anything aside from like activity monitor which is built into os 10 in the instances where i know i need it right yeah i mean i always liked it when i was doing a lot more video because it was really fascinating to me. I mean, it was all part of the fact that, like, the the G5 iMac <laughs> yep. melted itself to death. And then the first generation <laughs> Intel ones, which I have, <clears throat> weren't far behind because yeah. of, like, some heating issues. Yep. So, so now it's just, like, a staple. And, like you said, I probably don't need it, but, like, I'm really curious. Like, uh, like it's like I'm, I have to have that now because I had it before. <laughs> yeah, right. So you're right. To, like, I always thought it was really interesting when I first bought this, like, in 2010, this uh, old MacBook Pro. Like, iStat had, like, pie graphs for each of the CPUs in the menu bar that you could oh, have. Oh, yeah, yep. And that was fascinating to me because it's a quad core or whatever, and one piece of pie is working like all the time and the other two weren't or three. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Tells you, it tells you how, how little software is written even nowadays to be truly multi-threaded and make use of the, make use of those CPUs. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the only time, like when I'm like rendering something, then those things would fill up and I was like, Ooh, fancy. Ooh, that's active. (laughs) Yeah. I'm using what I paid for. Yay. (laughs) Right. So, oh, I should have. <laughs> Interesting. Well, it's an experiment. There we go. <laughs> What's that? No, I'm just, this is the first time I've decided to uh, record our, uh, or my solo into. Mm. Um, An audition? An audition. And I was just noticing the waveform looks pretty clipped. Like, oh, I might be a little hot right now. <laughs> interesting huh anyway so yeah computers and such man (laughs) totally (laughs) uh yeah so it's kind of uh i would reference that to um uh i was gonna try to pull out an old man voice but I don't have any energy to make fun of myself uh (laughs) oh no cool beans has left we're done Uh-oh. with Max. Um, so I guess I don't need that window now. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say the whole temperature thing for me on the Mac is kind of like my very first vehicle was the Smalligans delivery van. Uh, my dad bought it for me from Smalligans Bicycle Shop where he worked all of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, when he gave me the keys, he was like, so 
the gas gauge doesn't work right, so when you get to a quarter of a tank, it's pretty much empty. <laughs> sure. And every car, like my wife is the kind of person who, man, there's many people like this. I'm not just doing a my wife bit, yeah. I swear to God. Right. But my wife is one of the types of people who likes to drive until the light comes on. Ah, okay. Sure. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh my God, there's only a quarter tank left. And she's like, we can probably go like, 200 more miles we have to fill up now right (laughs) right which is funny to me because also as you're growing up like your parents or grandparents are always like make sure you have gas in the winter time right yeah go into a snowbank or something right here she is going until the light comes on and she lives in the great white beyond (laughs) yeah yeah, my my wife and I are the opposite of that. I'm the person who drives almost <laughs> always until the light comes on. Uh, you're totally you're Kramer. You're like we can go further. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I have had it before though, where um where the light does come on, and I'm like, man, I really should have gotten gas sooner than this because I'm not quite sure where I am, and that means I'm not quite sure how close the closest gas station is. Um, but I've never. Uh, since since college, actually since before college, I haven't run out of gas. I did run out of gas once uh, when I was delivering pizzas just before just before coming back to college. Uh, I ran out of gas in my old gray Buick, which I called the Uick because the B fell off. Um, <laughs> That thing, that thing was an ancient pile of crap, and I could see, I could see the gas station, and I was like, "Come on, baby, you can get there," and it could not get there, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, it was uphill, um, so I couldn't push the car either because it's a Buick, um, and <laughs> almost any car is going to be too heavy to push uphill, even if it's tiny and very light. Um, but the Buick was definitely not moving. Um, with me trying to push it. <laughs> Luckily, a guy, like, super old farm guy, uh, pulled up in his super beat-up looking F-150, and he was just like, I just need a push, and he just backed up bumper to bumper and shoved <laughs> shoved my car up the rest of the hill and, and into the uh, gas station. So that worked out. I didn't end up being stranded for more than a few minutes. Um, <laughs> and that's that's the only time that I have run completely out of gas. Um, and you would think I would have learned and started filling up earlier than the light coming on. But I think even today on my drive home from work, um, I have one of those automatic things, the little widgets that you can plug into your uh, OBD2 port. Um, and it has Bluetooth, so like it will, it will essentially fire notifications on my phone whenever something significant happens in my car, um, which essentially means that when the fuel gets down to about 30-ish miles worth of fuel left, whatever it it estimates as 30 miles of fuel, it will be like, hey, uh, uh, dingbat, your fuel's getting low. You're going to want to, like, go get some gas. So I'm driving home, and my watch goes off and tells me that I need to get gas, which is convenient. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh i can look a foot closer to know that i need to get gas now <laughs> yes exactly this is gonna be great when my eyesight goes 
and I'm still driving anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, hopefully at that point, like Siri will tell you instead of like you having to read the tiny screen on your watch. Right, right. At that point, Siri will just be pulling the car over for me. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're trying to get to work. Can I help you with that? <laughs> Go away, Clippy. Go away. <laughs> Clippy, you're drunk. <laughs> Clippy, you're drunk. <laughs> Don't Clippy and drive. That's right. That would be awesome, like a hacked Clippy in the car. It looks like you're trying to write a term paper. No, we're trying to drive home. My God, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's funny, like, how much, um, because I'm old, like, how how much better the technology is. (laughs) Like, like my dad's old truck, I remember getting in because... I drove it to school one day because, like, I think he took my car or something. I don't know what was going on, but I had his truck, and I got in, and uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm in high school. I don't have any money, and this thing is on E. <laughs> I am never yeah. going to get home. And so I'm, like, going down the road, like, thinking, like, what do I do? Do I, like, go back to school and call home? What do I do? And... uh and I get like on a major road where the speed limit is 50 and I start going 50 and the gas gauge goes up. Because <laughs> back in like those days, like in the 80s, like there was just like a thing floating in the tank. So yep. it was just like sloshing around and it was yep. like, yeah, I think you're pretty much on E, buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I remember like having a car where, you know, it was so fancy that it had the gas light that came on if you were really low, and it would come on when you like went on an off ramp or an on ramp, like yeah, right, because <laughs> the tank was floating. Like oh oh yeah, yep yep, it's low. Yeah, I drove a uh, I drove an F two fifty in high school. I was driving my that it was my uh, stepdad's uh, side job truck, so he never needed it during the day because he had he was using his like actual work provided work truck and then uh nights and weekends he would use that side job truck so it was free all day for me to use for uh for going back and forth to school which was very nice um so that was my main vehicle was a gigantic red uh ford f-250 um and it had two gas tanks uh with a switch on the on the dashboard um, oh yeah like uh and it was basically the same type of switch that all of the like AC vents this was back when the AC vent thing was actually a physical thing that was moving a flap in the back and w- and that would determine where the air would come was coming out of the thing uh and it was the, that same kind of switch and it was actually located very close to where all of the AC controls were so you would have this like you had very obvious like AC cool vent and then like you know defrost versus floor and then you had another one that was like front back what's front and oh front tank (laughs) or back tank is where i'm drawing my gas from uh and one time in high school i did run out of gas in that truck um but i had gas in the other tank so i ran out of gas my friend and I were going somewhere, and uh, he was freaking out because he was like, what are we going to do? We're out of gas. Uh, and I just pulled the truck over and stopped. And I let him freak out for a minute or two because I'm mean. And then, <laughs> and then I flipped the switch, and I turned the truck back on, and we drove. Uh, and 
I don't think he thought that was a particularly cool feature of the vehicle, <laughs> but at that moment, I thought it was the best feature of any truck. One of my, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think it was a funny story at the time, I guess, but <laughs> one of my, um, I had the switch in my dad's truck too. I think that thing used to go bad all the time, but uh, one of my friends in high school, his dad had a truck and um I've replaced a gas tank in a truck and I know it's no fun and um ah yeah his gas tank went out and he had like a big like a round like barrel tank <laughs> yeah. sitting somewhere so he put it in the back of his truck and like mounted it there so it wouldn't move and then he hooked the line up to that <laughs> and so like behind like he had no rear view window in the truck anymore cuz there's a big tank there <laughs> But the best part was um, my friend's dad was kind of older, and uh, so his friends were older, and there's like, every time I was over his house and we were hanging out or doing stuff, like, his dad's friend would be there, and, like, he was, like, in his, like, 70s and retired, and, like, one time he, like, borrowed the truck, and uh, he, he ran out of gas, or he was getting low on gas, so he went to fill it up, and he just, like, tried to fill it up. Oh, Yeah. Like, he just, like, started filling this big, you know, it was like... Yeah. <laughs> that was like a $400 Seriously tank of gas. Seriously gigantic, there, right? yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, no, don't fill it up. Oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Yeah, it's a $400 <laughs> tank of gas back when yeah. gas was a dollar a gallon. <laughs> yes. So that was his, like, crazy story. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Like, that's enough gas to last you for, like, a year. Yeah, that's a lot It'll of gas. Probably, probably go bad in there. Yeah. throw throw like 10 of those little bottles of like stable in there to keep it good (laughs) yes i forgot about those two yeah or you could get the fuel injection cleaner that was supposed to improve your mileage by 14 percent or some arbitrary unprovable number yeah i mean my shady past unfortunately is that like (laughs) In the days before we, like, or stores, like, that were not up to technology, like, um, that didn't really scan UPCs. Like, you, uh, I remember one time, like, either I saw it was mismarked or I think there was one, like, of those fuel additives, like, mismarked. And that big van of mine um, had rust in the tank, so I was using a lot of those. And so one of them was mismarked. And I wanted to buy more than one, so I saw the fuel additive next to it, and I was like, oh, that's why it got mismarked. That's the wrong price tag, so I just peeled it off and put it on one of the other bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there, now they're both priced the same, and uh, yeah, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Which is like, when I, when self-checkout lanes came out, I was always like, man, uh, I feel like it would be a fun experiment and then i was actually a little more mature at that time that those came out so i was like it'd be a fun experiment for like a high school like physics teacher to like say okay like let's um let's you know use the self-checkout and let's try to figure out like you know how much like a two liter of pop weighs and then like put like something cheaper (laughs) 
You yeah, know? yeah. Like, because those self-checkouts weigh things. So I was right. always like, what can I put in my bag that it'll think, like, <laughs> I'm going to scan these marshmallows and then put four CDs in my bag. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that probably wouldn't be a responsible physics teacher no. teaching their children. No. <laughs> I, I'm just envisioning the, you know, the opening scene from uh, Indiana Jones and he's like weighing the two things in his hand. Like, which of these is going to set off the alarm? How much of this do I need? Pull a, pull a little of the sand out. We're good to go. Yeah, that's what's terrifying me. Like, I think... Uh... On the film frown poll, that one's probably doing really well. <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 new skull, yeah, yeah. crystal skull, yeah, <clears throat> crazy. Part uh, of me wants to say I, that I won't mind watching it again uh, because I've seen it. I've only I only saw it once, um, and I think the reason I won't won't mind. I say now that I won't mind watching it again is because I'm blocking most of the terribleness out. And so I'm kind of thinking, no, but it's an Indiana Jones movie. It's got to be fun. Two mm. words, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it can't be good. Uh, there's like a really great <laughs> clip on YouTube of Shia LaBeouf rapping. Yeah. That's all I got to say Yeah, isn't there one where he's just standing in front of the camera saying, do it or something like that? You got to do it. Just do it. Maybe. That sounds familiar yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's angry. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> so, uh, we've had a really long break. Uh, my first note yeah. <laughs> was to ask you how your vacation was. That's my first oh, note. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting to the first note 54 we- minutes into the... Into the recording. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wait six minutes and we'll just start the next episode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot on the tech side. There we go. I got six All minutes. All right. Go me. for it. Imagine that. Um, no, I was just going to say, I, I didn't do my due diligence and research. Oh, it's behind my screen. I'm just going to close this and ensure that it'll just wreck everything <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah. So... I'm kind of, I was kind of wondering like where you were in external drive world because ah. I, I recently went, oh good a car alarm mm-hmm. outside. I recently went uh, shopping uh, for an external drive for my work because okay. I was just like I want to sync with their Google Drive, which has been a horror yeah. story, and <laughs> uh, and so I bought a new external, but. It's really hard. Like storage is so cheap these days, but uh, I just again, I think it's the <laughs> Chris is obsessed with temperatures, which is why I moved <laughs> to Canada. Yes, but my first uh, my first drive in college was a uh, Lacey. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I decided like. I would buy a case and a drive separately because that seemed like a better price back in those days. And I bought a case with a fan in it. And I was like, oh, this is really smart. And it has survived. Mm -hmm. It still lives. And so 
when I went looking, I was just like, man, do I really want like a two terabyte or three terabyte or a four terabyte drive that's just going to sit in my desk and melt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because my, uh, my father-in-law, I don't know, I think I told that story before, but my father-in-law gave me a hard drive. And it was only like 500 gigs and it was really old. And I was like, ooh. And I just thought, well, I'm going to sync this with my work because I already have everything backed up. I'm just syncing with like what they have sure. on their computers. Yeah. So I'll just use this drive. And it synced and everything worked. And then like the very next day, I was like, man, why is it so slow? And I like touched it and it was like super <laughs> hot. <laughs> so I went and I bought a new hard drive um and i don't know if it was you or someone else but the advice was like don't uh don't go crazy with terabyte drives because like that's all your data oh sure yeah because <laughs> they, they're on multiple platters but if you lose one your drive's right. done right yeah so so the terabyte thing is cool but not cool so so i got just like a one or two terabyte drive uh, to save some costs. And then I got this case from Vantech that has like a fan okay. in it. Yeah. And so I'm pretty happy, but I was just wondering, I think I know you have a couple externals. If you worry as much about heat that I do. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Um, I worry less with, um, like I, I try my best if I can to buy SSDs now. Um, but all of my externals are still rotating discs they're not they're not ssds yet their ssds are just kind of starting to get into the realm where you could buy um you could buy like a 500 gig and not feel like yeah. you're not feel like you're necessarily breaking the bank on it um i have a one terabyte ssd that's actually in this uh imac um that i'm using at the moment um but that was that was not cheap but even since then it's it they've continued to come down in price i think i think we're about to hit that point with between ssds and rotating disks where ssds are going to become more economical than rotating disks like in the next couple of years and at that point i think heat is way less of an issue because ssds run a million times cooler because there's no moving parts um what i would what i would say is i the externals that i have i buy um i do buy external cases for them that have fans um the external case that i have for my let's see i have a one and a half terabyte drive that has all of my itunes stuff on it um and that's hooked up to the Mac Mini behind me. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what case it has on it. But the thing that I like about this particular case is that the fan has a separate on-off switch. Yes. So um, then when I do, you know, when I start the podcast and I don't want that fan noise going, I just shut it off and I don't worry, you know, I don't worry that that drive is going to overheat for the couple of hours that we're on the podcast. As long as I turn it back on again at some point, it's going to be fine. Um the other thing that I like to do when I do buy these large, like two to three terabyte, two to three to four terabyte drives is if I can afford it, I'll buy a pair um, so that I can buy one that I'm going to actually use kind of like what we used to do at DDM where we 
we'd buy two of them and then one of them would be the one that you're working off of and the other one you would like run this rsync job that would just sync all the files off to it so you have a backup um what i do here at home is i have an external that will be hooked up to whatever computer i'm using it on but then the spare one would be hooked up to um like my time capsule down in the basement um and it's just always hooked up and it's a network drive and whenever i need to i can just blast a backup onto it nice um, yeah yeah that's uh yeah i'm thinking um <clears throat> we're talking uh it's funny uh but um we're talking my wife is uh kind of wondering like what's happening with all the technology in our house yeah and she got curious and i was like no i would really love to get like a raspberry pi 2 and replace like the imac with that because it runs on so much less energy too yeah yeah um and and that could just run our subsonic and she's like okay so that's like a good like kind of a gift like someone could get us or something and i was like yeah yeah but then i was like when she said that my brain started working i was like oh no like i have to pull that drive out of there and it's gonna need a case (laughs) (laughs) because yeah i'm gonna need a drive raspberry pi is not gonna all our songs are not gonna fit on a (laughs) sd card right so yeah yeah, then i was like well i guess i'm buying a third one of these external cases (laughs) so far so good yep yep yeah the other one i bought for the raspberry pi when i was playing with arc os as an external to like host files and stuff um i eventually ended up hooking that up to the uh, asus router um, because it has a USB 3 point and, uh, mm. that is a USB 3 drive. So I was like, Hey, why not? So yeah, sure. now we have a network drive that I save like our photos on. And then, um, I've put, I've made some like investments here and there, <laughs> uh, in <laughs> like some, I got a really good deal on a stock bundle one day. So like if I'm doing some graphic design, like I have a bunch of a library of stuff that I bought for like 50 bucks of like fonts and things. So I put nice like stock and like images from death to the stock.com. David, who we interviewed, uh, you can find in our archives. Um, yeah. He, uh, his website gives out free photos every month so i just throw those on the network drive so me and my wife can use them for projects and blogs and things like that so yep i'm just using it as like a real like network drive and it doesn't have a backup which is probably stupid because our photos are on it <laughs> but <Sure>. it's, <clears throat> it's so it's access so little right like yeah <clears throat> yeah so it just sits there and uh and this summer more tech stuff yay uh this summer, while my wife was gone uh, teaching people in St. Kitts, I uh, I noticed there was a lot more clients on my internet than I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, it turns out somebody's quote-unquote uh, iPhone was a client on my wireless. Huh. A- and I couldn't figure that out, and it was bothering me. And uh, so I started unplugging things, and sure enough, it was my old uh, Linksys router, which I had turned into a switch with uh, DDWRT. Oh, okay. So um, I'm sure that it was some sort of interesting, like you know, it's it says it's a wireless. It says it, in the thing it's a wired client, which 
cannot be, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So <clears throat> it was probably some sort of software thing because DDWRT is open source, but, you know, <clears throat> I'm probably running an old version because that's a really old router. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that it was some sort of exploit that someone was taking advantage of. And I was like, huh, I don't like that. So I just quickly bought myself an Ethernet hub and took care of that. I spent like 28 bucks. So <laughs> nice. Got a five port hub and just replaced it. You know, it was yeah. really nice to yeah. like be able to reuse some old technology and not like throw it away. Right. Um, so I was really happy, but I was like, okay, this thing is like somehow compromised. And my yep. other option is to use the same thing on an old Buffalo router. So that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to buy a switch. It's like 20 bucks. <clears throat> so uh, that was my other tech upgrade this summer. Nice. A, a TP-Link five-port switch, and it's like... Uh, <laughs> It's metal, which I was like, whoa, that's cool. Like, I can throw this down the stairs. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is probably the same switch that I have on my desk here. Or actually, I, yeah, I've got one up here that's in my office, and that's what all of our – all of my computers that – handle podcast stuff are all plugged into that so that they're all hard hardwired and then i have another one that i think is a five port that's downstairs in my entertainment center so that the the couple of devices that i have in there that also have ethernet on them can be can also be hardwired which is nice so yeah i'm jealous about that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, it's a great switch, and I mean, I was kind of curious, too, because I was like, I bet, like, things are running a little smoother for me, too, because it's a gigabyte switch, and that thing, that router was so old. Oh, yeah, yep, that's probably helping things. 